When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Jay, you don't think it was the game of the year? No, Jay said it was. It was. I thought it was the game of the year. I, you don't think it was, Key? But think of everything at stake and how light, unlikely it was that it would all work out that way. The Jags had to beat the Colts the, the whole the, thing. The, it goes to overtime. The game of the year. I mean, Coast, it was up there. Somebody was going to the playoffs. You yeah. figured both teams were going to the playoffs. Could have been. I mean, I yes, guess. But, I mean, I go all the way back to week one, Tampa, Dallas. But, Max, can, I, can we go back to another point? That definitely was not Stevie Wonder. That, no, it was Will Smith. This is Will Smith. Yeah, this is the Will Smith version. Though, yeah. But the fact that you confuse Will just, Smith with well, Stevie Wonder, that's, that's, uh, that's all I heard was All I heard the was the tune so, coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got you. Yeah, yeah you got, got me. You. That's was before your like time. The, that's was why. this like you picking the Bengals on Friday <laughs> doing the game with <laughs> no, the three I picked days. the Chargers. You did pick the Chargers. The millennials here in the room had a problem with that. Yeah, by the way. We wanted to give our props to Will Smith. I was like, hold on. We cannot let this get passed. Not today. On this glorious Monday. Alan's in here like, who's Stevie? Who's Stevie? Stevie who? Let me look that up. People say I look like Stevie Wonder when I put on the shades and smile. That's, yeah. So. What? Uh-huh. Okay. Anyway, moving on. So, I'll tell you what. That game last night. When you think of how unlikely it was for it to all wind up with the chips on the line like that and for it to come down to the wire, and maybe it would have been a tie, but the Chargers call a timeout. And by the way, I'm not wrong about Justin Herbert. He threw the game-winning touchdown in overtime. Mike Williams got to catch that. All that said, what a season for the Raiders. He, what a season for the Raiders. Yeah, considering everything that they went through, right, from the – John Gruden things to the to the Henry Ruggs to the players uh, with the gun playing Call of Duty playing Call of Duty uh, real life Call of Duty that is um, to most recent DUI situation just everything you know the former coach the late John Madden passing away just everything you know interim coach but they stayed together and stayed the course they didn't they didn't start to crumble. I think in situations like that, you see organizations and teams start to separate themselves and everybody save their own self by jumping off the boat, but everybody stayed together and they got it done. They got it done in Jay. And it, we off too often, I think, it comes down to the coach and the quarterback, right? Because mm-hmm. it's just an easier story to tell. And because those are leadership positions and everything. And you notice teams with coaches and quarterbacks, those are the teams that succeed. But I'm thinking about post-Gruden blowing up and Basaccia, and everyone seemed to like Basaccia, and they won, and then they started losing a little bit, and it was like, well, I guess not, right? But, but I'm going to the coach and the quarterback. Basaccia and Derek Carr seemed to me to keep this thing together. I mean, look, I, I forget who said it uh, a couple of days ago about how Derek Carr single-handedly kept this team alive throughout the course of the season. And I think that's something that sometimes you can undervalue. 
a guy's leadership ability, just them staying cool, calm, and collective in the midst of chaos. And that's what Derek Carr is. That's why he's so valuable. So all that said, here we go. Pittsburgh beats Baltimore and the Steelers are in unless there's a tie in this game and the Colts lose. To like, and it was the scenario that I was hoping that it would, we'd get to see. And late in overtime, it seemed like there was an acceptance that both teams are just going to make the playoffs. Don't risk, you know, the field goal and everything. Derek Carr was asked about the final sequence of the game. It's time for Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. You guys are still tied. You're driving. This thing could have ended in a tie. Chargers call a timeout. How did that shift the strategy? Yeah, it definitely did, obviously. Uh, but we, we we knew no matter what, we didn't want to tie. We wanted to win the football game. Obviously, if you tie, you're in and all, I think all those things. But my mindset all day, I even was texting with Aaron Rodgers this morning. Uh, this morning. Yeah, my mindset was to make sure that we were the only team moving on after this. That was... Michelle Tafoya talking to Derek Carr. So I'll tell you what, guys, like right there, if Staley doesn't call a timeout, in spite of what Derek Carr says, it seems to me like that game ends in a tie, Key. Yeah, it, it, the Raiders, as I was watching the game, they were not – they didn't really care, right? They would love to – if it popped, get the win, great. But it wasn't one of those situations where I felt like the Chargers needed to call a timeout. Right. No matter if what the popped, coach said. Exactly. If it popped, they were going to take exactly. it. If it popped, they take it. If yeah. not, then you kind of you shot yourself in the foot when you called a timeout to get your team into the playoffs. So, Coach, KJ, listen to this and tell me what you think. Coach, why did you call a timeout in that moment? Yeah, we needed to get into the right grouping. We felt like they were going to run the ball, so we wanted to get our best 11 personnel run defense in, um, make that substitution so that we could, you know, get a play where we would deepen the field goal. Derek Carr said after the game that that timeout changed their mentality. Do you think that had any reason to do with them? I don't think it changed their mindset because they were going to run the ball on the play before, and then they ran the ball the very next play. So we wanted to make sure that we got our run defense in there. Um, and we, you know, we obviously didn't execute well enough, but we wanted to get our premium one-back run defense in here, and that's what we did. Was there was any part of the motivation for you saving time to potentially win it if they were to miss that field goal? My mindset was to make the field goal as long as possible. See, I don't, I don't I'm, I'm not really understanding what he's trying to say that they were gonna. It didn't change their mind. No, it changed their mind. Yes, they were running the ball. But when you call the timeout, they ran the ball and decided, oh, we could just kick the field goal now. If you don't call a timeout, yes, they're still going to run the ball, but not with the idea of kicking a field goal. On top of that. What changes? Why? 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 What changes? Can you, you explain to people why the mentality might change when you call a timeout? Well, because now, now you're like, okay, you're calling a timeout. You really don't want to get into the playoffs. So if we get closer, we're just going to kick the field goal. If we make it. Great, we get 10 wins. If we don't, there's no time left on the clock. We all get a tie. So essentially, you basically... You're giving them an incentive mm-hmm. to kick exactly. You yes. messed up and did the wrong thing. Then you're trying to sell people that don't really understand what the personnel grouping was supposed, how you were going to put your personnel grouping into the game. You don't need to call a timeout because be, from the, the last running play to the running play in between the timeout, you got to shuffle in personnel groupings anyway. 
you have someone on the sideline who handles the personnel for you. So when you run the ball and that 24-second clock is winding down, your personnel is coming in and out. Give me two tie. I mean, give me uh give me two tackles, give me two defensive ends, give me four linebackers, whatever the case may be. Your personnel person says, give me that grouping. You don't need to call a timeout for that. That's why I'm like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Well, it wasn't just that, though, Keith. Too. I mean, think about some of the questionable decisions that Brandon Staley made in the game, too. I go back to that third quarter, right? Fourth and change. Like, you know, they're inside their own 18, and they go for it. Like, you just – you look at all these things, and you're like, man, are you just sometimes overcomplicating things, too let's, analytical? Let's hear from Rich Bisaccia, because that was Brandon Staley, the head coach of the Chargers. Here is the head coach of your Las Vegas Raiders. Did you consider running out the clock for the tie, coach? It was a conversation we were talking about. You know, I don't know if you know, we ran the ball there, and they didn't call a timeout. So I think they were probably thinking the same thing, you know, and then, then we had the big run. Through there, and when we got the big run and got us, we thought was field advantageous field goal position for us. We were going to take the field goal and try to win it. But we were certainly talking about it on the sideline. We wanted to see if they were going to call a timeout or not on that run. They didn't, so we thought they were thinking the same thing. And then we popped the run in there and gave us a chance to kick the field goal to win it. So we're certainly talking about it. He said they didn't. I think he meant they did because they did call mm-hmm. a timeout, and it did change their thinking. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Keyshawn J. Willemax, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests. On the Goodyear hotline, one team needed two walk-off field goals in overtime to clinch a playoff spot. We'll tell you how that happened next. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN2. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride-or-die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. The Big Ben's got one more week. What does this team have left? I'm not sure how much they have left. Kevin Colbert, Mike Tomlin, and Ben Roethlisberger. And I do think that when you kind of have leadership like that, you're able to weather some storms. Oh, now he's playing Stevie. Now they're going to tell me this is this is actually a remake from. Uh... <laughs> it was the millennial comment from Evan, man. Yeah, try to get me. You had to get Keyshawn J. Will Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel eighty, your podcast, your smart speakers, mm-hmm. ESPN two. So that was crazy. That Steelers game. So many moments could have been. That's it for Ben Roethlisberger's career, and his he was cool, calm, and collected at the end of the day. 
Go, and, and sure enough, here come the Steelers in the playoffs, which is how it felt like it was destined to be. Um, here's the whole playoff series. We have three games with a playoff action. Saturday, number five Raiders at number four Bengals, 4.30 p.m. on NBC. By the way, imagine if Derek Carr goes through Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. These are the top quarterbacks from that class putting up big numbers. Oh, is this guy in the MVP conversation with everything the Raiders have been through? That'd be amazing. Number six, Patriots at number three, Bills. Right? Not just for the AFC East, but who moves on? Sunday, you got the Eagles at the Bucks. That's a 7-2 matchup. Imagine if the Eagles with Jalen. You know what Jalen Hurts' cap hit is? It's like one point, not even $3 million dollars. Playing Tom Brady and the Bucks, number six 49ers at number three Cowboys. Wow, that's a lot of pressure for Dak Prescott. Can't lose to cannot lose to the Cowboys, and yet it could easily happen. And then the Steelers get the Chiefs. That's what they get for their troubles. They get to go to Arrowhead and play Patrick Mahomes and company. At least listen, they're playing with house money at this point. Mm-hmm. And then on Monday, the Cardinals at the Rams. That's the primetime game Monday night. So this all leads us into one final game for Big Ben, who gets into the playoffs for the 11th and final time, one would think, of his career. Here's Ben Roethlisberger um, on if he thought about how this could be his final game. It was crazy because my dad actually texted me last night, uh, yeah, last night, and asked how I was doing. I said, fine. It didn't feel, for whatever reason, it didn't feel like, okay, this is it. Uh, I think last week was so much more emotional. It took it all out, and it just made me feel like, let's go play. Um, so, so it never, at no point during this game did I think, man, this is, this is it. It's almost over. It just, it just didn't feel like that, and uh, I'm glad I didn't have those feelings. It's crazy because it could have been over so many times. Tomlin didn't go for it on fourth and maybe a half yard, right? And then the Steelers get the ball back only because Minka Fitzpatrick makes a play on Hollywood Brown. But in the nick of time, or like so many different moments, the Steelers' season could be over, but it's not key. That's Pittsburgh football, though, in general. It's just one of those, they don't, nothing's pretty. It's always hard and clunky looking, and, but they continue to just figure out how to win games. Now they're in the situation. Don't say it. They might go to the AFC Championship game. Or something. <laughs> you might look up and they could, I mean, all you need is a bounce here or there, a fumble here or there, a twist the ankle here or there. You just never know. It's all about getting into the tournament. Once you get into the tournament, all bets are off. I don't care what anybody, as an athlete, sometimes you just feel like things are destined to go your way, right? So the two-minute drill by Ben, right? What a hell of a career for him, by the way, without one losing season as a complete team for a quarterback. Insane. Two Super Bowls. Number two, the, the Colts just dropping the ball to the Jags. That going their way. And then for the, the Chargers game and the Raiders game not to end in a tie. For Brandon Staley to call that timeout, they end up winning. Like All these things going your way. That's, that stuff is luck. Uh, but let me ask you something. But that's you, what I'm talking about. You Matt, bring up something it, interesting. In order there. for this to happen, there's always an element of luck that goes into going to that next level. There always is. Okay, I get it. But let me bo- ask you both as high-level athletes who competed at the very highest level of the two most popular sports in this country, right? It does seem like some organizations and some players and some coaches – 
the luck seems to break their way to the point that you go at a certain point, it can't be luck. There, there has to be like luck is the residue of design, right? What is it? Can you explain in your own experience when you're on that kind of team? Have you ever analyzed it and been like, ah, oh, that's really what it was. It felt lucky, but it was really this. Not for the team, from a team standpoint, but they needed everything else to go a certain way. Yeah. That part of it is luck. No what, doubt. But what Tomlin and Ben and those guys have been able to do, that's just years of preparation, years of playing and coaching. So you know where your breaks are. But when you start talking about Indianapolis and Jacksonville, that's like. No, that's dumb luck. Uh, right. Yeah, I don't even know what that yeah. means. No, no, yeah. That's like, come on, seriously. I mean, on the field. Or yeah. you talk about the Raiders and the Chargers. I don't even know what that is. But on the field for Pittsburgh, they just do the things the right way, and they've always done things the right way. And they know how to, if things start to look bleak, they know how to turn it around for whatever reason and get on the right track. What was that line in any given Sunday? This is a game of inches, right? So the, those inches go miles. So Mike Tomlin, those are a lot of inches that you get throughout the course of the season. Mm-hmm. TJ Watt, right? Those are a lot of inches you get throughout the course of the season with the, some of the details that they bring to the game. And I think those details, there's a cumulative effect. They add up and they put themselves in that position for the luck to be the residue of design. And right? I think that's right, Jay. You, I know you're a chess player. You know, some people think like a, a grandmaster chess player plays a novice. Oh, they're going to checkmate him in seven moves. That's not how it works. What a grandmaster knows is the accumulation of small advantages constantly. Mm-hmm. Those little inches add up in the end game. And if you have leadership like Tomlin and Roethlisberger, they're constantly accruing these small advantages. And now you would think, guys, they should be playing fast and loose, right? They, what do they have to it's lose? They gravy. weren't even supposed to be here. The Chiefs are the team with all the pressure in they this game. they got a lot to lose. Who, the Pittsburgh Steelers? Yes. But I'm, of they're course, in the playoffs they, now. Yeah, yeah but, but they're not like, supposed to even. This is house money. It ain't house money when you get to the playoffs. They thinking about getting to the Super Bowl. Who do you think the pressure is on in that game more? The Chiefs at home against an overmatched team or the Pittsburgh Steelers who are a little lucky to be there, right? A lot of things had to go their way. You guys just said it at the end of the season. Who, who, who's going to be playing looser and who's going to be playing tighter? Well, I think, I think yeah. both. It depends on what part of the game we're talking about, but I think both. And when you get to the playoffs because it's, it's one and go home, mm-hmm. both teams play tight, man. Because Pittsburgh still feels like, even though you feel like they shouldn't be there because they're playing with house money because of the regular season, the fact that they're there, now it's like, we here now. Y'all and yep. us, we the same. We the same. Ain't no difference. You in the playoffs, I'm in the playoffs. I'm not the Indianapolis Colts. I'm not at home. It, but but the Chiefs, Jay, they are at home in a place that gives an enormous home field advantage with a quarterback and Patrick Mahomes that can do things that mere mortals can't, right? Like, to my way of thinking, Steelers, however you want to slice it, the pressure is more on the Chiefs in that matchup. I was going to say real quick, pressure makes diamonds. And if you're Big Ben, you can't ask for any better scenario. Right on the road, great. In a year that I wasn't supposed to pan out, I had all this, all these issues this past season with my salary and what was going to happen. But now I'm here. That's an opportunity. Thank you. We are asking on the Dr Pepper Twitter feed at KJ and Max, which road team is most likely to win a playoff game on Super Wild Card Weekend? Be a part of Keyshawn J Will and Max Nation on the Dr Pepper call in line. Call us at eight 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 say ESPN. That's eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr Pepper, the college football playoff national championship is tonight and fans are hyped 
Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. One NFL team made their quarterback bed, and now they have to lie in it. He'll tell you what it means going forward. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. When he went no huddle, and they started to make plays. All the big games, but light on time? Let us catch you up. Definitely not fun ever playing against no huddle offense. Let's run the no huddle. Whether you huddle, whether you don't huddle, it still comes down to just the execution. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Goodyear Hotline. No Huddle is brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Get the $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless. All right. We're going no huddle. As you heard before, week 18 got started. We had another coaching change in the league. The Broncos season ended on Saturday with a loss to the Chiefs, and head coach Vic Fangio's tenure ended one day later. Fangio posted a 19-30 and record in three seasons with Denver, which would make him a hero with the Giants. But at any rate, and the Broncos had now missed the playoffs in six straight seasons since winning the Super Bowl. The longest drought followed a Super Bowl in NFL history, according to Elias. Here's Matt Hasselbeck on how attractive the Broncos' job is. The Aaron Rodgers thing is hanging out there because this team has everything else. They've got the defense, like you mentioned, Teddy. They've got great weapons on offense. They've got a running game. I mean, this would be – you mentioned people are going to be lining up for Vic Fangio as a defensive coordinator. I think head coach opportunity – like, people would be lining up. This is a really attractive job – if you could sell and maybe get one of these big-time, big-time, I'm talking big-time quarterbacks like in Aaron Rodgers. Two-part question, Key. How attractive is the Broncos' job, and who should they target as coach? I think the job is attractive, um, regardless of who the quarterback is. There's only 32 of them in the National Football League, and a lot of them are not going to be available. What do we have six, seven jobs become available when you think about the Denver Broncos if Aaron Rodgers is a target for them, if he doesn't win a Super Bowl in Green Bay, maybe he takes a sneak peek back at Denver and that works for them. But it's it certainly is set up for somebody to be successful. Who that somebody is, I don't know. I mean, it's still early in the process. There's a million coaches in college as well as in the pros that I'm sure John Elway and that brass over in Denver will be looking at. Yeah, you have to wait until Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or whoever tells you who to hire, I guess. What about that, Jay? They brought in Peyton Manning. Right, that happened, mm-hmm. and they won a Super Bowl with him. Could they do it again with Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson? Yeah, 
Yeah, you bring in Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, that can change the dynamic of your team. I, as it relates to a coach, though, I look at a guy like me, like Kellen Moore, right? Kellen Moore has been on the sidelines, we talk about for Dallas for a while, looking for an opportunity, depending for the right quarterback. You had a defensive-minded head coach that didn't pan out over the past three years. How about an offensive-minded head coach? What do you think? And I know you are, you've always been in the camp, especially if they make the Super Bowl, Aaron Rodgers is staying put. But I think Denver would be an attractive place for Aaron Rodgers, and it would also make that division the illest quarterback division. I mean, it would be insane. Rodgers or Russell Wilson, how attractive a spot it is, is it for one of those quarterbacks, Key? I think more Aaron Rodgers than I do Russell Wilson. I don't necessarily know that, that the Denver Broncos will be all that interested in Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson has to fit into a certain category that the coaching staff wants there in Denver. And it's more – Russell Wilson has done some things that made you think, okay, he is going to take the next step. But if you look back in in his career, those Super Bowl appearances was mainly about the defense of Pete yeah. Carroll. It wasn't – Russell Wilson was not carrying Seattle to the Super Bowl unlike Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Then on the field Sunday, the task was simple for the Indianapolis Colts. Beat the NFL's worst team, you're in the playoffs. But the Colts had not won in Jacksonville since 2014. And the Jags got the best performance of the year from last year's top pick, Trevor Lawrence. It all added up to a 26-11 Jags win, and the Colts are headed home for the playoffs. Carson Wentz did throw a touchdown pass. He also threw his first road interception of the year. Of course, he saved it for this moment. Of course, for the biggest moment. And reflected on the missed opportunity. Here's Carson Wentz. It sucks, honestly. Um, you know, walking off kind of in disbelief. Uh, just, you know, it's hard to fully reflect on everything. Uh, right now it all happened so fast. But just even thinking back just to where we came from, dug ourselves out of a hole, you know, we're in control of our destiny. And then the last two weeks uh, just, didn't, just didn't get it done. And it, it hurts right now. A lot of uh, reflection to come over the next handful of days, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, it's, a, it's not a good feeling right now. It does hurt, Carson. It hurts my damn bank account because you screwed my parlay yesterday. You were the lock. You were the lock. You were. This was the game, especially the way you came off the Raiders game. This was the game, right? The game that gets you into the playoffs. I'm sorry. The Jags have an interim head coach. They're competing for the first pick in the draft, right? You talk about they lost eight games in a row. They just lost 50 to 10 to the Pats, 50 to 10. You wait to this game to throw your first pick on the road. You throw two. You have a fumble. I just, um, it just doesn't hurt for me. It hurts for millions of people, and it makes you question everything about the Colts and their leadership in this entire offseason. He on this just in, my TV show at 2 p.m. Eastern on ESPN, I took this as my bold prediction that the Jags would beat the Colts because I don't trust Carson Wentz oh, under whatever. pressure. Here's the, here's the question. Is there a backup they can bring in if they really need a guy, or do they have to necessarily have a lesser guy because – Carson Wentz's ego after the whole Nick Foles experience wouldn't be able to take it. No, I, I wouldn't worry about that, but I don't think that that – I think all you have to do is figure out how to make things better and run it back next year. Trying to find a solution at the quarterback spot for them right now, and they got a guy that's capable of doing it. Moments like yesterday, he can't repeat. There's moments that we've seen throughout the season that we said, okay, this is why he was a number two pick. They need to figure out how to stay with that more consistent. Jonathan Taylor's almost ran for 2,000 yards, but we're questioning the quarterback, the guy that Frank Wright decided to go out and get. That, that, that's where we are. 
Well, another season has gone by, and Carson Wentz will not win a playoff game because they won't even playing one. On the Jack, and they had a good season. On the Jacksonville side, despite the win, the Jags clinched the top pick for a second straight year where the Lions win over the Packers. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the top of the AFC South, the Titans had already clinched the division on Sunday, locked up the top seed in the AFC with a 28-25 win over the Texans. Tennessee went 6-3 and without Derrick Henry. And now Mike Vrabel says it's time to use the bye week to get rested and get ready. Well, the first thing is going to be to, to get healthy, you know, to use that time to get healthy. You know, we started dropping there late in the game. Um, and then try to improve. You know, we were really doing a lot of good things defensively. And, uh, you know, this will be good. This will be a good week. And, and we'll be able to coach them hard, and, and they'll, they'll take uh, – and they'll respond to that. All right, Key, how impressive has this run been for the Titans without Derrick Henry even? Well, it's been impressive in general. With the, Without Derrick Henry, Vrabel's done a tremendous job since coming over from the Texans as a defensive coordinator and becoming the head coach of the Tennessee Titans. But then when you get the rest and you get the opportunity to get Henry back in that divisional game, remember, there's only two games. You only got to win two games and you're wind up in SoFi. So it's impressive. I mean, I think that they're going to be a better football team. There's no question about it with Henry. But, you know, it, it's an amazing job to be able to be where you were at when you lost him to where you ended up at and having a number one season. Jay, Jay, with, with all you got to do is win one playoff yeah, yeah. game at home, one home game, and you're in the AFC championship game. Is Mike Vrabel the coach of the year? Yeah. Coach of the year? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Coach of the year. Yeah, right, Key? I mean, I, I, he, lost I his, he lost he, his. He lost his star running back. I mean, he yeah, kept but they was already course. on top, though, when he lost them. Yeah, okay, but, but still, they went but still six they and three maintain, I mean, we, we talked about whether Tennessee would be the team that we if Coach we thought the who they we And they weren't they the were, number one seed in the conference at the time that they lost them. Is it weird, though, Max? There's still some, even watching yesterday, them being up 21-nothing, and then the Texans rallying 18 points. You're still like, ah. Like, you want them to be that team. I guess a lot depends upon how Derrick Henry comes Coach back. Coach of the year. I mean, Basaccia should be Basaccia in the conversation. In conversation. Uh, you thought- Bill Belichick should be in that conversation. Probably should be Bill Belichick, Basaccia, Mike Tomlin, Vrabel, I guess. Andy Reid. You thought Cliff Kingsbury was in that conversation? Cliff was in that conversation. They were dead in the water. They won eight straight. You can't give it to Andy Reid, though. Uh, no. Good, because he's got the top quarterback in the National Football League. I'm with basically. you on Vrabel, though, this is that's interesting. Vrabel, yeah, maybe he has. He's got a good case. He's working right. with a whole lot. Uh, the Titans have a week off, right? And then they're going to get Derrick Henry back for the playoffs. He was designated to return from IR last week, so now the Titans have t- had giving the Titans at the time twenty one days to activate him. Oh, and in the a- NFC West, remember before the season, we're like, hey, three teams to the playoffs out of this division, and then it didn't look like it, but then. It came down to two games for the division. The Rams controlled their fate um, to win the division after blowing a 17-3 to halftime lead, however. Los Angeles found themselves in overtime with the Niners. San Francisco needed a win to get in after the Saints beat the Falcons. The Rams clinched the division when the Cardinals lost to the Seahawks, and the 49ers punched their ticket to the playoffs when Ambry Thomas intercepted Matthew Stafford to seal the 27-24 win in overtime. Here's our very own Harry Douglas three weeks ago on this very show on why the 49ers are a very dangerous team in the playoffs. I just think they present a brand of football uh, where you talk about the playoffs 
that you want to play. You want to control the line of scrimmage. They can do both of those things with their offensive line. You look at Trent Williams, a guy who's been doing it for a long time. One of right? the best. He's been doing it for a very, very long time. And right. I also, I'll, I'll go to their center, Alex Mack, a guy who was in Atlanta with Kyle Shanahan. So you just have that continuity there, and I think they're peaking at the right time to make noise. And, yes, I'm going to say it with my chest. I think they're the best team in the NFC West right now. Wow. That's, all, that's saying a lot, actually. Best team in the NFC West. To me, that's the, that is the hard out in the playoffs, the tough out, the Niners. I don't think people are looking forward to to playing them. Are they actually the most dangerous team in the in the NFC West right now, Key? In the NFC West? Okay, in the NFC? You want to expand uh, it to the NFC? I would probably say that they are right there because what they like to do is portable. They like to run the football. They got a big offensive line. They're strong. The defense is solid. I'm afraid of the back end of the secondary for them. But other than that, I think that they got Bosa coming off the edge and Ormstead in the middle clogging things up. You got a great defense of mine right there running the football. As long as Jimmy G doesn't turn the ball over to the other team, you got an opportunity and a chance. The difference is that the problem is that they're not going to face the NFC West team in their opening playoff wild card. They're going to see the Dallas Cowboys, so it's a little bit different. I will tip my tip my hat to Kyle Shanahan, though. The way they use Debo Samuel, man, it, it, it's been beyond impressive, right? You talk about he's become a Swiss Army Knight. He's a running, running game, a receiver game. guy. Yeah, like he even mixed it in with the TD pass this week. So I, I just the, the level that they're playing at right now. We always talk about this, guys. Hitting the right stride going into the playoffs, I think, speaks volumes about carrying that momentum. And I think the 49ers are in that type type of position. The other, what thing, happens if Jimmy G goes to the Super Bowl? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like Jimmy G, here he, he is. What if he takes them uh, to the Super Bowl? What would they? I wonder how they would feel. But why, why couldn't he? He's done it before. No, no. It's not that he can't. can't. It's just that you're at the seventh seed. You're on the road for the entire rest of the way. It's hard to do. There's not very many teams no that doubt. have done that. But if he did somehow do it, and Trey Lance is sitting there, and you trade all the way up to get Trey Lance to do it. Like, what do you do? Here's what's crazy. Like, what <laughs> I think I think P- Jimmy G is so slept on because uh, he's not the strongest arm, all those kind of things. They could win the Super Bowl. And Jimmy G could play, as you say, key solid and sound football on the way to winning a Super Bowl. They'd still move on from Jimmy G. That's the feeling I get. I don't know if they I would, get. though. I don't know if they would, Max. I don't know if they would. I, you, it's hard. I, they to, shouldn't. It's but maybe hard they would. to move on from a quarterback that wins a Super Bowl and, or who's been to two like You've in been, four it's years. Like you, yeah. don't, you don't move on from that. It's How many just three years or four years? Or been it to just, a Super Bowl, you just right? can't. Yeah. He's been already, but yeah. if he goes and wins. Not well, even if he wins. wins. goes. Well, it's hard. The team they played against moved yeah, on from if, a quarterback who got them to the Super Bowl. So If he goes and they don't win, especially if he doesn't show out in the moment, they're going to be like, well, this is why we got Trey Lance, because we have a good team, a good scheme, and Jimmy G is good, but we need someone who can get us over the top. If, yeah, if they I, go I, and they're playing that. every game on the road, Max, I don't know about that. I, yeah, get, I, I, mean, get I don't know you. about that. I get what you're saying, but it's so hard to go on the road and win. If somebody goes on the road and takes a team to the Super Bowl <laughs> at the quarterback spot, and I know what you said, Jay, the Rams moved on for Jared Goff. They didn't move on from Jared Goff to two years later. That's fair. So that yeah. would be – and he only went to one. one. I'm saying if Jimmy goes to two, it would yeah. be hard for them no, to do. Don't, don't get it twisted. 
I, to me, I'm not moving on from Jimmy G. I'm a big fan of his, but it feels to me like the, the, the football world is not sold on him. The Niners are not sold on him. So what does he football, have to do to keep the job? World, football world is stupid. Though. Speaking of yeah, football I, world, yeah. are you guys sold on Matthew Stafford? I mean, four games now, We're eight interceptions. We're about eight interceptions in the last four games. This and is, his interception in OT is the one that gave it away last I'm so night. glad you bring that up because guys, and as former athletes who are looking at guys like me, oh, you're, the media is like, all, all guys like me are doing, and now you guys too, we're just telling the story as we see it. And to me, the athletes write their own scripts. Matthew Stafford is about to write a very important chapter in his life as a football player. It's going to have an enormous influence on how we see the whole story because if he loses game one, we're going to look back at those three losses in Detroit. Hold on, Matt Stafford. You got a crew with you now. You still can't win when it matters. But if he wins right now, we'll look at Detroit and go, boy, they were sorry before they got him. They were sorry after he left. But when he was there, they went to the playoffs three times. And when they gave this dude a team, he went on a little run. Key, he's about to write the script. What's the script going to say? What's it going to say on the page after these playoffs? If you take him to the Super Bowl, then everything is all good. If he doesn't get to the Super Bowl, it's going to be problematic. But what do you see? Like, Jay just posed the question, do you trust him right now? I mean, I think he I th- mm, look, see? I think that- he is capable of doing it with the players around him. They got a tough team against Arizona coming in there that beat they split. Arizona won in in great fashion when they ran into SoFi and blew out the Rams, but that was at the beginning of the season. So things have changed. The Rams just beat him a couple weeks ago in Arizona. Stop, y'all. If he somehow if he somehow doesn't take this team to a Super Bowl like they paid him to do, it's a failed season. They're, 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 no if they get by it. the Cardinals, which is going to be a battle, then they have to go through the Packers. I'm going to tell you right now, the Rams are not going to the Super Bowl. You know, like, well, that's what they paid him and brought him in to do. You know how that's not happening this year. Justin Herbert didn't win and go, go to the playoffs yet, even though he's put up sick numbers. Stafford is a version of that. Number one overall pick, obvious talent, right? If he were to get to the Super Bowl even, if he were to win the Super Bowl, the way we think of Stafford, he would be elevated into that first bucket, as Key says. He would be, oh, former number one pick, who balled out for a terrible team, and as soon as they gave him a crew, wins a Super Bowl, and look what he's done. And if he doesn't, oh, it's going to be brutal. Man, he's got to it, it, look. He's got to go to the Super Bowl this year. There's no if and buts about it. They did not trade everything to go to the Super Bowl three years from now. That's not what they did. Here's Matthew Stafford at the post game presser, uh, addressing his influence on this team. It's important for our team, you know, no question. Um, you know, the better I play, the better chance we have. That's NFL football. When the quarterback plays good, you got a good chance. Um, I know that. So, um, you know, looking forward to the opportunity to go and play in the postseason, um, you know, taking it one game at a time. Yeah, it, it, look, he's got to play a lot better than he did. There's no question about it. Costing them games and putting them in harm's way. I think he's got eight or nine interceptions over the last four or five weeks. That cannot win you football games. You're going to lose games by doing that because if you turn the football over against the Arizonas, the Green Bay Packers, they're going to capitalize on your mistakes. Wouldn't it have been easier to play the Eagles instead of the Cardinals, by no. the way? No! 
So no. you saw it's not, not a big deal that they lost that game? Dude, Max, it does not matter who you play. It's the playoffs. Wait, it does matter no, who you play. Oh, but, uh, but I thought it's about matchups, okay? Don't no, matchups mean something? Matchups mean something, but what makes you think that playing Jalen Young Hurts in the Philadelphia Eagles is a better matchup than the Arizona Cardinals for them doesn't matter. You've got to play. I mean, that's the mentality of a competitive player. But if you are dispassionate about it and just analyze it, you're like, look, does it matter, Jay, in the end, you might be 60-40 to beat one team, 55-45 to beat another team. It's almost the same thing. But there is a marginal difference. among Even among playoff teams, there are better teams and worse teams, better matchups and lesser matchups. I'm not saying the Eagles couldn't have won. Had they played the Rams, I'm saying I think most people would agree Cardinals are more likely than the Eagles. And doesn't it make it more t- tougher because of the divisional matchup? Like that's well, a team yeah, that you've yeah, seen you've so seen many it, times. But you not, understand who they are. Like there, there's something to be said about that. Coaches aren't coaching to look for matchup. I understand they're not, that. They're not saying, I'm not saying that. They're not saying scoreboard watching. Oh, we need to win because we're running from yeah, them. I'm not saying. Or that. we need to lose because we're running from them. They're not doing that now. The Eagles obviously would. It would be a tall task for the Eagles to go into to. Uh, L.A. and beat the Rams where Arizona's already done it and they've seen them a couple weeks ago, so there's some familiarity there over the last couple years. There's no question about it. But it's hard as hell, man, to get a win in the playoffs. I don't care who you are. But uh, no doubt, but it's hard for both teams. So that kind of cancels out like (laughs) someone has to win. One of these teams has got to win. And I'm just saying, look, the Rams – Man, Matthew Stafford better not lose, though. That's, that's what I'm that's saying. A, that's what we're talking loaded. about. He just, be, he just better not lose, though. He yeah. better not lose. You that's know what? All. Real quick, because we have a little bit of time. I'm thinking about which quarterbacks. We should do this as a segment at some point this week. Which quarterbacks can least afford to lose in the playoffs? Like you just said, Matthew Stafford better not lose. Well, to me, Dak Prescott better not lose. Aaron well, yeah. Rodgers better not yeah. lose, right? There, yeah. Are, yeah. But one of them got to lose because there's only one of them going to represent the NFC. But there are some quarterbacks where if they lose, I'm thinking about Kyler Murray. You go, you know what? It's not his time yeah, yet. Yeah, but nobody's – but Kyler Murray doesn't, is not being paid $30 million a year. They're not paying him that type of money. You think it's just the, the contracts that but dictate the con- that? But, okay. The contracts is how we judge you at that position. Nobody is paying – Bum quarterbacks at the top three or four, in or the very young ones because yeah. they no. haven't been around long yeah, enough yet. Like, so, right. Kyler Murray, hey, happy for you made the playoffs. We not. In other words, the fact that Kyler Murray isn't all. paid reflects the fact that it's not his time yet because exactly. he hasn't yeah. been around long enough exactly. yet. Yeah, that's why. Like, that's why Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, Matthew Stafford, Josh Allen. Josh Allen, but yes. Josh Allen could lose in the playoffs. And then, I understand. You'd just, be like. The yeah. fact it's against the Pats, though, in that rivalry between their head coach and Bill, it's just all that. There are some dudes, it. guys. So many great matchups right now. There are some dudes with more on the line, even among those who got paid because of the whole script of their careers so far, and Stafford might be at the top of that list, given the way all that got put together, his career, the whole thing. 49ers were not the only team to get in the playoffs with an overtime win. Wait till you hear how the Raiders got to the postseason. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN2. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. 
They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.